All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle paid the price Want a slice, got the roll of dice That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life It's time to grind! Hello everyone and welcome to the Grounded Podcast. I'm your host Randall Tucker. That was Nipsey Hussle bringing us in with his song Grinding All My Life. Let's hit that rail we call life and let's grind it. When the psalmist wrote Psalm 150, he had to been looking forward in time to this awesome lady that I'm interviewing uh, today in this episode. Uh, she absolutely loves to praise the Lord and if you've ever been around her, you, you know exactly what I mean. Uh, she is the worship leader at Cedar Point Church in Maryville, Tennessee, which is located on William Blunt Drive, right across the street from William Blunt High School. <laughs> um, she also has had a worship band called Nisi, and until we call it Rona, uh, she was hosting uh, worship music workshops. I've had the privilege of playing drums uh, at different events for, for this awesome lady, this woman of God, whose name is Mary is it Gamboa. 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 Mm -hmm. Mary, if you would, uh, tell the Grounded listeners a little bit about you. Like, where are you from originally, and how did you end up in Maryville? I'm from my mama. <laughs> no, um, Not the mama. <laughs> I'm originally from Greensboro, North Carolina. But I was a military brat and moved all over the place, up and down the East Coast, and even lived in England for three years as a teenager. That must be where you picked up your Spanish. Right. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> that was in San Antonio. <laughs> Um, so, yes, lived all over the East Coast and back to North Carolina. I went to college there. Then I transplanted to Texas for about 15 years. That's really where I picked up most of the Spanish. Right. And um, ended up doing worship for a conference in Alabama where I met Pastor Kurt Steinbach from here at Cedar Point uh, in about 2014, I believe. And... He just would call every once in a while and say, hey, what's the Lord saying? <laughs> and eventually prompted us to move here to East to, Tennessee. To move to Maryville. Mm -hmm. From Texas, what part of Texas? We were, were in San Antonio. San Antonio. You know, they're getting probably getting blasted right now. Is that is San Antonio in the path of the hurricane? It's a little outside the, That's good. the main path. Um, it looked like most of the hurricane was hitting more towards Houston. Okay. Oh. But I remember we pray Houston. for those people. Yes. Back in the late 80s, I was in, my sister lived in Victoria, Texas, and we me and my 14-year-old best friend uh, skateboarding, we traveled down there to Houston, and uh, there was a skate park down there, the Houston Skate Park. You can actually find it on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, how long have you been at Cedar Point? Since 2014? 2015. 2015. Was when we transplanted and moved here. Yes, fall five. of 2015. Yeah, about five years. Mm -hmm. and how long have you been in ministry altogether? Hmm. Um, 2002 was when I started doing worship ministry um, and started helping on worship teams and and started our own band worship ministry you always so, play guitar um as far as worship ministry yes um uh, guitar and keys and vocals but i didn't start playing guitar until i was in college you're, you're so talented bless you thank and, you <laughs> yeah and you're, 
you have an amazing voice and so fun to be around especially if you you have to watch her online you have to watch you just have to watch the way she worships this it's unique it's really uh, uplifting and encouraging um why and how did you get in ministry <laughs> why and how that's a hard okay uh, I had always been passionate about music as far as worship ministry goes. Um, and I actually went to college for music therapy. So that's, I'm a board certified music therapist. Um, but once I surrendered to Jesus in 2001 and said, okay, Lord, I don't know what it means, but I know I need you. <laughs> and, um, and he had given me a passion for music, for recording, for writing, for touring, for um, just performing in general. That was something I was uh, excited and passionate about before Jesus. Once he accosted my heart, it was like, oh, wait a minute. You placed all those desires there. What do you know? It was, it was really just misdirected before that. Um, because I wanted to do it for my own fame or notoriety. Not that I was very famous, but just that was the the intent at the time. Um, And so once I surrendered to the Lord, I was like, okay. And then I was hearing all kinds of different worship music. And like, dude, I didn't know that there were so many genres of Christian music out there. There's rock and stuff. There's kind of folksy stuff. There's, you know, worship. There's black gospel. There's... Southern gospel. There's tons of different <laughs> varieties or flavors of Christian music out there. So, hmm, okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. See, if, if people have heard the heard your style of worship, you kind of pep it up a little bit, which I, I, that's right up my alley um, because I come from the punk scene, you know, the skateboarding scene, so I, I like the fast stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and so you – and – when I played drums for you, you kind of give me the freedom to do, you yeah. Because you said Sunday actually when I filled in that said just do as the Holy Spirit leads. So I was like, okay, amen. <laughs> and sometimes that is come on, bring it. I want toms and heavy and. Mm. And you know what? You know what? You didn't have to do the past two times I played for you. You didn't have to do the whoa, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is huge. Woo! That's huge for me. So um, that, that's hilarious. Um, you said something about. Um, uh, recording, um, and uh, you remember Bob Mater, mm-hmm. right? He he told me to tell you how on Facebook the other day, and he shared with me. Uh, I think he recorded something with Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounded really good. By the way, I did some vocals for a song that he wrote. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he let me hear that. All right. Uh, can you? Um, let's see how much time we have. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, the workshops that you do? The the worship, the, the ones that you were doing in the past. Okay. The worship workshops really kind of sprang out of when I first came here to Cedar Point. Um, I wanted to get to know the worship team members that were already here. And um, my ex-husband and I at the time, we were, we wanted to get to know them, and they want, we wanted them to get to know us. So we had one initially just, okay, can we share our testimonies quickly with each other? And I wanted to get a feel for where's everybody functioning uh, musically? You know, what what is their knowledge of music theory? Um, where is... Uh, where is their passion fed as far as genres of music or um, 
what are they aware of and not aware of in the word as far as what worship and praise mm-hmm. is and, and why we do it in, in the church. So that's kind of where it started, but I've always had a heart for the body of Christ and not just this body, not just this local expression, but the yeah. body in general and the desire to um, be a vessel for worship to um, to be a, a tool to pull people together. Right. You know, um, especially, Unified. yeah, um, just unity in the body of Christ. Kick down the divisions and the barriers. Yes. Yeah, we have plenty of that. Yeah. Um, so I... I as we became more and more familiar with the area and started meeting other worship people, worship ministers, musicians, we started inviting them. And um, so it's grown over the last several years and we don't have huge numbers, but we have some people that have been to like every single workshop because they're always excited about what's presented. We, we end up doing some music together. I'll put together booklets of here's some worship music that you may or may not have heard or you may be doing with your worship team or you might want to take back to your worship team. Um, it's a place for us to come together as musicians, shore up our musical skills, um, talk about music theory, learn some things hopefully to take back to your worship team, um, to get fired up. Um, I always like to provide an opportunity for people who worship at churches that don't allow for the spontaneous so much. Right. Well, now we got the clocks. You know, we got to keep it in a certain time frame. Well, so. right. <laughs> but you know, some churches are a little more free with spontaneous worship than others are. Right. Right. I'll say it that way. And for the people who are in churches where that's not typical for a Sunday morning expression, I want them to have an opportunity to flow in that. Right. You know, we don't have a congregation here. There's no, there's no clock ticking as far as, you know, a a time limit or an agenda other than let's worship God and let's hear what the Holy Spirit's saying. Um, So those workshops tend to be a great place for us to network with each other and get to know each other for people from different ministries to come together. Uh, and the Lord gives me a different topic every time. So sometimes we have focused on songwriting. Other times we have focused on pragmatics, like how to set up a PA system mm-hmm. and make it function and get to worship like super quick. You know, mm-hmm. um, we've we've studied this book called Following the River that talks about um, corporate worship and uses lots of scripture in there. And then the Lord usually gives me some scripture to focus on as well. So we dig into the Word about about worship tabernacle of david the tabernacle of moses yeah. you know those are some of the things that we have talked about um and then we get to jam together again and so it's it's a really sweet time of coming together as a body that's awesome sounds interesting and, and speaking of music theory you need to teach me because i know nothing about music theory <laughs> absolutely zero i bought a hammer dulcimer several months ago mm-hmm. And my music theory on it is uh, I learned that everything's in a box. That you play these notes, there's there's these white dots, and you keep it inside that box, and th- that's those notes go together. <laughs> okay. There are, pa- there are patterns. That's, that's for sure. That's as far as my music theory goes. And I can hear time, but if I don't get excited, I can stay on time. But if I get too excited, I kind of... Go back to my punk roots and, and well, speed it up a little bit. Well, e- even from the punk um, standpoint, there you probably know music more music theory than you realize you do. Yeah, that's what they say. 
Um, so even though you may not call it theory, you know that if you're playing guitar and you're in the key of G, what chords do you normally play together? Yeah, G, C, D, and what, E minor? Yeah, exactly. That is one, four, five, and minor six chords. So just... You just blew my mind right there. Okay, so... <laughs> And it's not rocket science when you kind of get into it. And this is what we use that time for is for those people who have never had any any formal music training. Because um, a lot of people come into worship ministry. It's like, hey, you're in the youth and you know how to play guitar. Will you come be part of the right. worship team? Or, you know, you are... I just walked into this church, but somebody told them I play drums, you know. <laughs> so I got I got sucked in. Yeah. So to, to kind of get people to a little more educated... Uh, about what we do and why and how it all works together um, I want to impart what I know yeah that's awesome uh, let me ask you this question and after this question we'll, we'll go to a break um, what do you do to keep your passion hmm. what keeps you motivated to do ministry Jesus <laughs> <laughs> truly it is him um I know that you've got a question later about um, my testimony, so I'll share, I'll save some of it for for there. But the Lord has been the anchor in my life. Um, it's been a crazy roller coaster ride since two thousand one, and you know it's mountain tops and valleys, and and He has been the constant through it all, and. One fabulous thing about music is that we can engage with him musically and, and in worship and, and feel our troubles and our burdens lifted. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that all the problems go away or that the circumstances disappear or that the situations just dissolve. But if we focus on him through the midst of it, that's what keeps the passion stoked, the fire going. Um, I love the song by Eddie James, and he says, um, let the fire on my altar never go out. Let it, let it never burn out. Um, and that's definitely an amazing song, but it's also a prayer. Lord, let my fire for you never burn out, regardless of what's going on in my life right. or whatever is happening in the world around us. You know, you're still the same yesterday, today, and forever. You never change. So you're still worthy of glory. You're still worthy of honor and, and worship and everything that I've got to give. Yep. Whether that's a tiny bit or a whole lot. All right. <laughs> All right. So. Well, let's take a break. Our purpose with Grounded is to encourage people who are faced with life challenges who are discouraged and may be possibly ready to give it all up. Uh, We all have a story and it's being written on a daily basis. And Mary has agreed to share a part of her story with us today and we pray that you will find strength and encouragement as you listen to how she has faced some life challenges and has uh, overcome them. Uh, Mary, again, thank you for sharing your testimony with us today and, and, and giving us your time. I know you're a super busy mom. Um, what are what is a life challenge you faced or what are some life challenges you have faced and have and have overcome and how did you overcome them mm. life challenges that i faced early on 
in my marriage. Um, I had a miscarriage. And at that point, you know, was was a believer and had not intended to begin having children at that point, but it happened. And um, and then, you know, once once you find out you're pregnant, it's like, hey, okay. And you start getting attached to that idea. And then at, um, at the 12-week mark went in and the baby was dead, you know. Um, it's amazing how how frequently miscarriages happen and once you have one everybody shares their story with you of how many they've had or you know yes they've been through that or oh it was so hard or I've had five or I've had ten of them and oh my gosh it come out of the woodwork how I got through it was definitely a lot of support from uh you know my husband at the at that time church family um I remember people sending flowers and cards just about, you know, may the God of all comfort, who comforts us, you know, yes, give us, pour out that comfort on you right now as you need it. You know, may you feel his arms wrapped around you kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which was incredible. Um, I remember one of my aunts and my cousin calling me and both of them, I had no clue. Both of them had experienced miscarriages and and they called to you know just talk to me and pray with me and i remember after that phone call the lord took me to a scripture and i believe it's in because oh yeah my aunt was pointing me to the scripture in, in psalm 139 right and it's talking about the lord knew us when we were knit together in his in in our mother's womb right the lord saw us in that dark and that secret place being formed just saying you know that this baby is not outside of god's sight and though Mm -hmm. it's not going to be yours to hold you know he knows he knows it completely um well he gave me a song that night um out of that out of psalm 141 it was just like you know as my bible was open on the bed i just remember you know boohooing and um crying over it and and talking with them and then i'm looking at psalm 141 and uh the song aroma was what he gave to me Mm. and aroma says um an aroma pleasing to the lord uh may my prayer be set before you like incense um and, and I remember at that time, I think I was reading through some of the Old Testament about um, the burnt offerings and sacrifices and how when we go through those difficult times, yet still keep our praise um, pure towards him. You know, it's not like, God, you did this to me, but God, you're going to hold me in the midst of this. Right. That That is a fragrant offering to him. That is a burnt offering in the middle of that sacrifice, that heartbreak, the... Um, the tragedy that that he is in the midst of it and he's still worthy of praise yeah. um, which is such a hard thing to do sometimes it's like you know Hananiah Azariah and Mishael right Shadrach Meshach and Abednego we know them as um, they were in the middle of the fire but they said if he doesn't save us he's still worthy That's right, right? I mean, we believe he's able, he's able to come save us and pull us out of this fire. But if he doesn't, 
even if he doesn't, he's still worthy to be praised. And I ain't uh, bowing down. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not bowing down to your golden statue. Um, you know, so that was, that song was tremendously healing. Um, and and it's been one that over the years, as it's been played for people, and I've shared that story or that testimony about how God walked us through that hard time and then later gave us two amazing children. Um, uh, as I've shared that testimony and the song, people have been so touched by that. And sure. again, out of the woodwork come people that are like, oh gosh, we've had that same situation or we've we've been through something similar and the Lord has held mm-hmm. us through it. Um, so there's such strength to be found in the word and then in his presence as as you sit and go, okay, Lord, I don't know what to do about this. And really I have no control in this situation, but I know I love you and I know you're good and I know that you're going to walk me through it. Yeah. Um, there's tremendous power in that letting go and acknowledging him. <clears throat> it, when the, I'm breaking down John chapter, well, I'm breaking down the book of John. Mm-hmm. And I just started John chapter 5 a couple of days ago, put up the podcast on it. and it, It's just one of the themes, especially when I'm interviewing people, um, one of the themes is how we think we have control over our lives <laughs> and we it just doesn't take very much to find out we really don't mm-hmm. I, did you know me when I had the back surgeries did you, no that, I remember that, you talking that, about that was it afterwards. But, you know I've been an athlete my whole life semi-professional skateboarder grew up playing baseball and just sports I've been a sports freak all my life and uh, you know laid up for seven months couldn't work and do anything it's you learn real quick when, when something really goes wrong in our life how um, you're not in control, mm-hmm. um, and that, that's that's one of the things you said that that uh, that, that caught my attention because a, a, a lot of people that there's there's a lot of families out there that deal with miscarriages, mm-hmm. um, and <clears throat> when I, I've I personally I've never dealt with one, so I, I don't know um, how that's like. But um, it, any, any, you can fill in the blank with any kind of difficult situation we've been through. When, people, when, when things go wrong in our life, it's easy to get discouraged, downcast. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of people have a tendency to withdraw. And, and what I hear you say is you didn't. You, you may withdrew a little bit, I don't know, but, um, but you sought the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and you had church family who reached out and encouraged yeah but then you also I also hear you say you took this heartache this um, this this trial and turned it into a positive by writing a song is there any way that people can hear that song do you have it somewhere like like on your Facebook page or anything like that Actually, I think you can look it up on YouTube. A friend of mine made a video for us. It's called Aroma. Aroma. And it would be by Nisi, N-I-S-S-I. So you can look that up on YouTube, and there is a video there um, with lyrics and everything on it. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of ladies out there that that would help and inspire and encourage. And it's been amazing that it's not just the ladies. 
because the That's men true. that are involved in that are often just as brokenhearted. They're, That's true. you know, depending on the the point in the pregnancy at which that happens. Um, but often they feel the heartache and the loss and the frustration as well. Um, so it's been amazing to me, yeah, how that's ministered to people tremendously. Um, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, right? The Lord works all things, all things <laughs> together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I don't know how many times I've said that to the Lord in the midst of trials in the last 19 years since I've been walking with him. Right. Lord, I don't know how you're going to work this together for good, but I know your work says that you will. So um, so I, I'm just crazy enough to trust him. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes that's hard. Lord, I don't know what this looks like going forward, but I trust you right now. And I'm choosing to say I'm not in control. Um, I, I'm, I don't have the reins, but you see the end from the beginning. So help me just to trust you in the midst of this moment. And, and to know that you're good. Know that you're looking out for me and that somehow you're going to work this together for good. I remember um, after, after the miscarriage, I found out that my ex-husband had been cheating on me. And that um, as we walk through the restoration of our marriage, and by that time I had two young children, um, and it was not only the infidelity, but there were drugs and alcohol involved um, at levels that I was clueless about as well. And I just remember going, okay, Lord, (laughs) I know you say you're going to work this together for good. (laughs) I don't see how. And that really stinks right now. right. But I know you're you're able. So use this at, at some point. Use this to minister to somebody else who needs help walking through it. Yeah. And help me not to blow it. <laughs> yeah, keep me out of the way. Yeah, help me stay focused on you through all of this so that you can work it together for good. Yeah. One of the things, I've studied the Bible. I was taking the Bible to school when I was in third grade. I've read the Bible several times. I've studied it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm smart about it or anything. I know a little bit about it. Amen. But it's the living word, and so it, you know it's always growing. Amen. So, um, but breaking down John five, I, I always read a couple of days before. You know, I generate thoughts or jot them down. But when I read John chapter five for this podcast I made a couple of days ago, it's the it's the one where Jesus comes into Jerusalem for a holy day and and he walks in the area where the pool of Bethesda is. There's there's five covered porches. And John points out that there are people covering laying all over these covered porches. So the, their hope was in that water being stirred by the angel so they could get in and be healed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How many people did Jesus heal that day? One. One. Out of 50, 100? I don't know how many. Who John knows? doesn't say. Who right. knows? But there was a lot of people there that day who needed healing, and he healed one. And I've never even thought about this before, but what about all those other people that didn't get healed? Hmm. And the healer standing right there in the midst of them. And all he had to do was speak a word and heal every one of them. Mm. And they didn't, they, they didn't get a healing. Hmm. So they were probably thinking some of the thoughts that you were thinking, that other people think when, when 
troubles come our way, mm. why? Why me? Why me? Or why not me? Yeah. Right? I mean, if you see somebody else get miraculously healed or yeah. completely restored, why not me? Yeah. Wait, aren't I a good candidate, you know, for the miraculous? See? We start playing that comparison game. That, that, right. I even said oh, that in my us. podcast. But, uh, it, it, <clears throat> you know, what occurred to me as you were saying that, though, there were five porches. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and look at the scripture now. But you know what five is in Hebrew, right? Mm-mm. It's the number of grace. I took Greek. I didn't take Hebrew. It's the number of grace. Is it really? Yeah. Five is the number of grace. It's mm-hmm. also the number of the Torah, right? The Pentateuch. Right. Um, the first five books of the Bible. Yep. And so it kind of makes me wonder how much of those people were covered by grace. How much of those people who needed that healing were maybe even under the the law instead of experiencing the freedom that Jesus is, Jesus brings with his healing. Go. Man, I'll have to go back and look at that scripture the, the, now. <laughs> but that's the means <clears throat> house of mercy, house of grace. Mm. Five porches. That's pretty that's pretty nice. That's that pretty out. cool. <laughs> Man. But yeah. it, we 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 just don't we don't we think we have control. We don't have control. Amen to that. And and we we need Jesus. We look around our world today. We really need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we're supposed to be sharing Jesus. Amen. And sharing, and that and that's um, why um, I'm doing these interviews is just asking people to share a part of their testimony, and and how because people have a misconception that when they become a Christian, things are supposed to get easy. <laughs> At least that's what they think. Right. But what they don't understand was Jesus said, if you want to follow me, take up your cross. You know, the cross is a place of pain and death. Torture. And, and yeah, torture. It's nasty. Right. And and, and Satan comes against us because he, he wants us to fail and give up. And, and so um, they have a tendency to withdraw when something, you know, comes against them. Kind of like in the book of Hebrews, like the mm-hmm. people were in Hebrews. That guy said, you hadn't even suffered persecution yet. Like, you know, you haven't shed blood yet. And uh, they were already going back into Judaism. So um, anything else you want to share? With, uh... Yeah, there were a couple of thoughts that just came as, as you were talking about that. One, the control issue. I understand that in AA, some AA groups, the one thread that runs through everything is that everybody has control issues. Every person that attends an AA group has said they have control issues. And often often we turn to substances, mm-hmm. addictions, things to fill us when we feel like things are out of control or we want to feel in control. Yeah. But it's such a lie of the enemy, right? I mean, here, take this and you'll feel more in control. Or you'll control how chill you are or how relaxed you feel or how good you feel. You know, um, mm-hmm. take the substance to, to change that. Um, but you're right. In, in Christ, we are saying, God, I am not in control. You are. You're in control. So, Lord, have your way in me. I surrender all. I give it all over. It's a good Baptist song, isn't it? I surrender. I surrender (laughs) all. 
Hey, I, I do that song. It's a good song, period. <laughs> I surrender all. They don't, he doesn't want just part of us. No. He didn't want just our pinky toe or, or just us on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. He wants all, everything. Yeah. Our thoughts, our words, our deeds, our attitudes. He wants it all. Good, bad, and ugly. Yep. You know? Um, he wants every bit of it. Okay, there was something else that you said. Yeah, oh, that I was thinking about this earlier. The scripture that Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. Yes. And I think you're right. It, there's a misconception about, okay, when I come to Christ, everything is going to be better. Ta-da! <laughs> the heavens are going to open, the angels are going to sing, and... They're going to welcome me into this kingdom. No, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. Yes. And how do we overcome as believers? By the blood of the Lamb. Something has to be sacrificed for there to be blood. Yep. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Our testimony is us giving glory to Him. Yes, I have these hurts. Yes, I have these problems. Yes, I have circumstances. Yes, my life stinks right now or whatever the situation is. But God is in control. Right. And I'm trusting Him. I'm walking with Him. I'm waiting on Him to turn it together for good. And, um, and I'm giving Him control. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Right? There's a song for everything. Because you, you, said, you said the word tragedy a while ago. You using your serious moment. So I didn't, but my mind went, tragedy! <laughs> oh, my. That's terrible. Well, um, would you mind praying for our listeners uh, that may be going through a, a life challenge right now, Let's facing some trials and tribulations, going through the valley, uh, and just to encourage them? to keep their, like we said in our prayer before we started this, to keep it, their focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Father, that you see the end from the beginning and you know it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the high points and the low points. And your desire is to walk with us through it all, to hold us through it all. I just declare Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Not your own mighty power, but be strong in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your your stand against the devil's schemes. Because our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against rulers. No, it's not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. It is against rulers and authorities and principalities and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So help us, God, when we feel overwhelmed by circumstances, when we feel frustrated by our situation, um, whether that's jobs or relationships or finances or what, whatever situations we find ourselves in when we're feeling heavy and weighted down, when we're feeling discouraged, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. You are the author and finisher of our faith. And what you've begun in us, the good work that you've begun in us, you will bring it to completion. Thank you for that that truth and that promise. And that you've given us armor to defend ourselves with and, and to fight with. 
thank you. Help us to remember to put on the helmet of salvation, to put on the breastplate of righteousness, to gird up ourselves with the belt of truth, to have our feet fitted with the readiness, the preparation that comes from the gospel of peace, to take up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is your word. God, I pray for for everyone that is uh, despairing right now, that's discouraged right now, that you take them to your word. Holy Spirit, quicken a word in them now um, where they need to go for strength, where they need to go for encouragement, where they need to go um, for edification and building up. Lord, we thank you that your word doesn't return void, but it accomplishes everything that it is sent out to do. So I speak hope. I speak joy. I speak strength. I speak encouragement to every downcast soul right now in Jesus' name. And I say break off that, that spirit of heaviness and let them put on a garment of praise. God, let them put on the garment of praise. Praise, it's, it's, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So thank you for levity. Thank you for lightness. Lifting off those heavy burdens because you desire to carry them. Lord Jesus, we just acknowledge you and, and we thank you that we can depend on your word and trust you for strength when we have none. We give you glory, and we praise you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Told you she's full of energy. You hear it in her prayer. (laughs) God bless you, Mary. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to the Grind It Podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time, and when a challenge comes your way, just grind it. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah All my life